online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. That's for you, Pinball Wizard. You listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. Oh, blimey, it's Saturday night. There's nothing so like Saturday it. night. Oh, the atmosphere of a Saturday night. There's nothing, oh, it's something that's quintessential about it. And there, the joy, the, uh, the, the revelry. Matt, mm. you alright? All the shops are closed and it's light outside. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, um, Matt Morgan's here. He's in charge of the desks. You alright? Yes, very well. You've got to press those buttons sometimes, have you? Don't worry yourself with the technical stuff. Well, it all looks, it does look terrifying. It's like an observatory over there. <laughs> Trevor Locke's here and all. You're right, Trevor. I'm bursting with it today. Why? Absolutely you, bursting why with you it. Why you do look like you're bursting? He flung his arms outward like Christ or Terence Trent Darby on his ill-advised pose for his <laughs> second album. There. Why did you do that, Trev? I don't know. I've just got a lot of energy. I think it's to do with the sunshine because it's not actually Saturday evening, is it tonight? Is it? It is a pre-recorded show, but don't let that put you off. Paddock. We're, no one panic about that. I'm in Los Angeles now. Or, yeah, I'll be in Los Angeles. No, no. You're in yeah. Milton Keynes. Um, mm, Christ, well, they're all the same to me. I don't know. It's all very glamorous, whatever's going on. I've gone away, aren't I, to oh, Los yeah. Angeles to meet people, see what goes on over there. I thought I might try and make a bit of peace between the Crips and Bloods. It's about time those guys took a leaf out of my book. I remember when I was a cub, there was another bunch of cubs we didn't get on with. <laughs> but in the end, we saw that at the end, we were all united by Baden Powell belief system and underlying kinkiness. Not that he I had any. you were allied to the Bloods. Uh, yes, I am actually quite. No, the Crips, because it's one what Snoop Doggy Dog liked, and I like him, because I like the way his fingers get thinner towards the end, and I like the way he talks all nice and slowly. Do your impression. Yeah, I'm Snoop Doggy Dog. Oh, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can ever have enough. So, uh, yeah, so there's no point you calling us up unless it's to leave your phone number. You could send us an email to russell.brand at bbc.co.uk explaining stuff about yourself or telling us a problem that you may or may not have. Probably better if it's a problem you do have, because if it's a hypothetical problem, we'll do a hypothetical answer. We just live in a sort of some sort of meta world becomes ultimately pointless. We do this item, Cry for Help, right, where you have to phone us. We your problem, then we solve problem. We'll be solving people's problems over the course of this show. Now, well, let me have a look at these emails, see if there's anything important to talk about. Yeah, there is. Maggie from Cincinnati goes, I just want to tell you how much I enjoy your podcast. We're still number one in the podcast charts. Are we, though? Because this is in the future. We might not be. God's sake, download a podcast <laughs> in case. Just check them charts. Download podcasts. We what won't be number one. Big lie you told about hiring an ice cream fan. Well, it wasn't so much a lie as uh, effervescence and evanescence combined, because I get all excited about doing things, but then that excitement transpires and I don't carry it out. We always said that when we got to number one on the podcast charts, we would hire an ice cream van, park it in the middle of the roundabout, give out free ice creams till we ran out of ice creams. That was our plan. We've not done it now that we are top of the podcast charts. Not, that's not much fun, is it? Well, it was arbitrary how we came at it. We just knew, I think we just, someone screamed ice cream van, and then we sort of flocked around it. The gravitational pull of that ice cream van overwhelmed our faculties, but I don't know, is that the best thing for us to do? Can we buy an ice cream van and push it off a building in a derelict area? Mm, I suppose we could do that, it. Matt. Let's, let's see if we can do that. No, I, I like not, it. No, That'd be good. Let's give ice creams out. I believe we will do this in the future. Do I you? This will happen. Perhaps yeah. by now we have already <laughs> done it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. That's the way we operate. Maybe me and Trevor have done it while you're in LA. LA, yes. Just getting those guys together. Mogul. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, are you a mogul? Can I sit 
John, you're that. Hey, movie mogul. Are you that one that lives with Baloo? I love those crazy guys. <laughs> so, um, okay then. Why don't we listen to a bit of music? Then we'll start solving people's problems. Later on in the show, we will be talking to Noel Gallagher if he answers his phone. Perhaps we'll trouble some other people. Could trouble Noel Fielding, because I'm doing that, uh, teenage cancer trust thing at the Albert Hall soon with him. I don't know when it is exactly, but it's in the future. What are you doing with him? What do you mean? Like, we're going to come on, go, hello, welcome to this show, and then introduce people and well, stuff like that. Don't know it all. <laughs> no, <laughs> sounds brilliant. <laughs> it's it's going to be quite a bit. on the script. <laughs> I know, I know. It's really coming quite, it's quite intricate and confusing. Anyway, I didn't finish this email. Uh, this woman, Maggie from Cincinnati, she goes, she just heard our thing, our podcast, she likes it, especially enjoyed the bit where the lady's swimming in the pool and have men looking at them. I'm a lifeguard and I've not seen sculling underwater like this. And contrary to what you said, I do not wish for someone to struggle in the water to give me something to do. We implied that lifeguards secretly wish people would drown just to entertain them. <laughs> but otherwise they're just perched up there with that whistle, really just bothering people for like, petting. Like bouncers or anyone. Like bouncers. If you've got an exciting part of your job, mm. Then you're going to want that bit to I happen. suppose so. So perhaps that's a reason why we shouldn't have guns in this country. Because mm -hmm. if you've got a gun, you're probably all the time thinking, oh, I'm going to shoot someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, just give me a reason. That's why you, Matt, shouldn't do that Cro-Magnon karate or whatever it is you're learning. What is it you're learning? It's called Krav Maga. I don't like the sound of Krav Maga, because that does sound like a mercenary sort of person that killed Anne Solo in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> Krav Maga's come. Oh no, he's not Anne Solo. Uh, sh then she goes, uh, I do the complete opposite. Opposite to this, she says, please, no one test my skills. She sits there thinking in her brain while she's up on that big man high chair. So far, I've been lucky. I've only had to help little ones in the baby pool. They are like weebles with uh, with swimming diapers on. When they fall down, they just kind of rock back and forth and can't get up. That's because they're in water. She doesn't know they're what children are. They're suspended in liquid. She doesn't know what children are. They're like weebles. They wear nappies. <laughs> Who are these crazy guys? I saw one little sucker. <laughs> we were tipping his cob. <laughs> he got no respect. <laughs> he drinking some sort of mucus. What's wrong with this wise guy? <laughs> hey, grow up, you little schmuck. <laughs> hey, Joe. Joey, you want a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> She's sort of cute lady. Uh, then she goes, actually, it's a nice job if you like to people watch. Should be concentrating. Yeah. And then there's just this woman, people are going to drown oh, in the millions. <laughs> Look at this one floundering, <laughs> gasping. In the summer, I get a lovely tan while at work. What a terrible attitude. She's just a big boast. This is boasting, senseless boasting. <laughs> like the, the, cam the character of CJ from Baywatch is uh, obviously a portrayal of this woman. Who's uh, that? Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson, a, a vacuous tart. The character of CJ, of not course. Pamela no, Anderson, the actress, not, I believe, yeah. is probably really nice. We don't know, not do we? Fabulous. Perhaps I might meet her in uh, Los Angeles when I'm negotiating between the Crips and the Bloods and the Moguls. I'm sure you will. Might do, might bump it's into a her. tiny little place. <laughs> a tiny little America. Do you know the Queen? Yes, I think so. And I just wanted to let you know that I thoroughly enjoy your podcast. Ah, oh, thanks. Keep up the good work. I look forward to getting laughs from you each week. It makes a change from laughing at drowning kids. Maggie from Cincinnati. Oh, oh she didn't say God. the last bit. She didn't say the last bit. <laughs> right, okay, so, um, why don't we listen to a little bit of that? Oh, right now, I'm not sure if it's Paul Reveray or Paul Revere, but I know this. Um, not your stepping stone. That's what I do know. Should we listen to it? <laughs> <laughs> That's how he go. And afterwards, you could judge me. History, la historia me absolvera, as Fidel Castro said when he was nicked as a, a revolutionary quite early on in the revolutionary cause, he goes, history will make me look alright. And as it turned out, yes. history did make him look yes, alright. Well, have you tried in your bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> no thanks, Dad, I love you, can I have those Maltesers? We're not even in a cinema! Let's listen to it!
That's Paul Revere and the Raiders, right, on Radio 2, I'm Russell Brand. We really like that, because we like how he's got sort of two gears, like, he's just going, oh, I'm not your stepping stone, right, he's just explaining quietly to someone that he's not their stepping stone, look, don't offer around the assumption that I'm your stepping stone, cause you, as you seem to be doing, because it's making me mildly irritated. Then, there's a bit where it's as if someone's gone, Actually, Paul, I think that you are my stepping stone, <laughs> and I'd like to see you prove otherwise. And he goes, I'm not stepping stone! Yes, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not in your Stop book of age! Why is there a sign of a stepping stone like you kicked over some porcelain ornaments in a ladro shop in an airport? What are you so angry for, Paul? Calm down! He's a lovely fellow, though, I'll say that for him. Now, what about this for an email? It is one, it's to me, it's by a lady called Sheila. In fact, she's addressed it to all of us, me, Matt and Trev. I'm just listening to the excellent pre-recorded show this week. Feels quite live, actually. Laughed my socks off at the gay dog debacle, says Sheila. But that's very easy for you, Sheila, because you neither have or are a gay dog. It's a problem that is a blight for gay dogs and their owners, particularly if they're trying to make them breed. On uh, last week's show, we had this fella, Kieran, He's got a gay boxer, not like <laughs> not like Mary, Barry McGuigan's gone all fruity. It's a, it's a gay boxer dog, right? And this gay boxer dog won't have sex with a girl boxer dog. He wants it to because he wants to breed them. It won't. But we'll, perhaps we'll have an update on how that's been going because we're very interested in this, the saga of this mating dog. We've been trying to solve the problems. Matt claimed that we're dog whisperers, so we tried to whisper it and we're having some sex. Now this lady Sheila's been listening and she's got problems with her own dogs that we might be able to help her with. Sheila, are you there now? Hello, Russell. Hello, dear. How are you? All right, thank you. Are you? What's what's troubling you? You seem like you're a bit what? worried about something. Yeah, well, I've got two dogs, two lurches, and the little one... Um... I worry about the name lurches. Do they lurch? Yes, with me on the end of the lead, usually. But right, they big... lurch forwards. Yeah, well, they're big dogs, so mm. they, they're meant, they want to be running most of the time. Do they? Really? Yeah. Like, you can sense in them, they'd much rather be running along. So well, then you let them off the lead, you just shoot off like bullets. They shoot off just like a bullet? Mm. Matt's, <laughs> now, Matt's sort of trying to explore a side avenue of why boxers called boxers, because you think if lurchers lurch, boxers should box. Maybe it's because <laughs> their faces look all punched in. Well, they're very bouncy, aren't they? They're so rude. they could be boxers. Boxers? Boxers are bouncy. They could yes. be called bouncers then, couldn't they? Like that one in Neighbours. <laughs> Bouncer was in Neighbours, though. So the more we think about it, the more confusing the world of dog names becomes, really. But th this isn't your problem. This is our... Uh, listen, Sheila, don't attack <laughs> us. <laughs> We're all trying to find a solution to an as-yet-unnamed problem. It's not going to help if you attack us. This item is called Cry For Help, and the reason it's called that is because we brilliantly thought, what a laugh it'd be if the person telling us the problem at the end of it, explaining the problem goes, help! So you just explain the problem to us, Sheila, and then go help at the end of it. We're now oh. all ears, except for the bit of us, which is libido and sarcasm. <laughs> okay. Two dogs, uh, Bryn and Maisie, and Maisie in the car, is she squeaks, and it, it's a kind of piercing squeak the minute she I start the engine, which gets mm. on my nerves. I'm a big dog. She used to be able to sit next to Bryn on the back seat. She right. can't now because she annoys him so much. She's annoying Bryn. When I put the indicators on, she starts barking. She barks and howls whenever I turn the corner. And when I arrive at a destination or stop at traffic lights, the barking is just beyond belief. It is so loud. It's good that there are specific responses to particular actions. It's like, is she wired up to the car? Because the indicators <laughs> make her bark, the ignition makes her whine, going round the corner makes the barking increase. This dog yeah. has developed a primitive language. I think this is Noam Chomsky could get involved in this problem because it's about basic linguistics, I think. So, but it's annoying you and it's annoying Bryn. It's and terrible. And I've tried so many things. I've really tried millions of things to right. try and sort of Well, we're going to solve it. Worry no more, Sheila. This problem is as good is as resolved. Not happy noises. Oh, she never said help. Oh, you ain't said help. 
She's not miserable. She's Sheila, you've nice. not said help. At the end of explaining the problem, you have to go, help. Oh, we're not going to help you. We can't help, help you. Thank you. That was very passionate. It was passionate. Uh, you said uh, that this Bryn... This is a real problem. We're going to solve it. Now, um, you said that Bryn is annoyed. How does Bryn express annoyance? Well, Just he's touch. actually a very um, laid-back sort of dog. He's so a laid-back dog way... in a leather jacket combing his hair, like the Fonz at the beginning of Happy Days, goes to comb it, then just goes, Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit of a dandy. He's all very sort of waggy-tailed, and, but calm. Right. Not when he's running. So he actually just looks the other way, but he looks miserable about it. Right, so he just looks out the window, sort of like slightly window, bothered. Which is what I've tried. <laughs> right, okay, so your shouting doesn't work. Bryn's studied indifference doesn't work. No, and I squirted her with a... Jeff Lemon squeezed with water in it, but, <laughs> she just but it's just ridiculous because she, when she used to be on the back seat, she'd be barking over my shoulder. I'd lift up the squirty thing, and I could see in my driver's mirror she just yelled down my ear and then ducked just before I could squirt her. This dog's like a pra- trained clown. <laughs> she, she, she eyed you in the mirror, then ducked. <laughs> Mm. Like that. If it wasn't so annoying, it would be funny. Okay, I just, I don't know, I know it won't help particularly, but say she was to wear a mask much like Robin wears in Batman and Robin, at least then <laughs> it would seem like she was a superhero. Now, would that uh, at least appease well, I you a bit? I put a balaclava over her head to see if it was because what she could see out the window. Sheila, <laughs> your attempts to assuage this dog's troubles <laughs> include spraying it with lemon <laughs> and putting a balaclava on his head. Where's it gone? Why is it going in the car anyway? Why has it got coming in the car? Are you a member of a terrorist organisation? <laughs> what are you doing? Putting balaclava, spraying it? What's next? <laughs> Gonna give it a punishment beating to set an example to other dogs. No, I love them. They say harmless things. Oh, Jesus. I can't really adequately explain the balaclava, no. No, no one can. It's, 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 if it were, if Andy McNabb said he'd done that during his time in the army, I'd go, bloody hell, Andy, calm down, mate. Uh-uh. Well, have tough times, Russell. Well, we had to take action against Maisie. You should have seen Bryn looking out the window, smoking a cigarette and reading Evelyn War. Uh, OK, we've got to do something about this. It's a problem that must be resolved. Is the dog overly happy? Yeah, um, she is point. very excitable. She she tries to get the last word in when I'm on the phone and all sorts of things. Hold so on, hold on. She's not like, trying to do it now. Can this dog speak? Well, you the last yeah. Do you want to hear? Yeah, her? yeah, I'll do. Let's hear her. Come amazing. on, amazing. <laughs> Right, real right, dog. Right, Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Do you want us to be in your country? <laughs> I think that dog's trying to tell us something, Matt. Trevor, come on, I think we should follow it. because he's more calm. Right, what? Bryn won't talk. Oh, yeah, he did, but it was quieter. He's been definitely off That's Bryn. Not you. Not you. Okay, the error is Bryn. The error was Bryn. Oh, he's yeah, cool. He's more calm. He's not going to just yell. He, he's, a real, he's a real wise guy. He I, is. I, I'm getting pretty <laughs> attached to him. Okay, so, well, we now we need to experience the field conditions because they're not problematic while they're in your hallway while no, you're on the phone. No, it's more when you're in the house. They do shush. They will shush in the house. Yeah. They'll shush in the house, but they, why won't they shush in the car? That's oh, what I don't understand. Well, she won't. She's just deaf to end everything. She's deaf to once she's in that car. I wonder, I mean, I suppose to a dog, a dog, you know, it's, it's not going to have caught up with evolution, is it? A dog is designed to live with us probably when we still lived simple nomadic lifestyles 10,000 years ago before the advent of agriculture. So a car to a dog is anathema and a confusing, baffling thing, I'd say. So she probably he's wondering what's going on. Yeah. What, what does she want, you think, she, she wants to get there. Is she yeah. allowed to put Instantly. her head out the window? Mm. No, no, she's not. She sits in the passport well. Let the her. Sheila, we've, right, one thing, Noel Gallagher, uh, who is a dear friend of this show, his favourite thing, above yeah. and beyond music, which I think is probably something you can tell when you listen to his albums, <laughs> even if, if, what he likes is dogs putting their heads out of windows. That's one of his favourite things in the world. That you can and buy goggles now for that. 
Yeah. You can get dog goggles. Yeah, Is that what they're called? Are they called dog goggles? Are they called doggles? Yes. I'd like the sound of those. I'd like some of those. They're called doggles. They are called doggles. See, I could work in marketing easy if I wanted to. Punch the air. I punched the air triumphantly then, Jeff. I could work in marketing. Yeah, I could sell anything I could. Snow to the Eskimos, sand to the Arabs. I can do as I will. Hurrah! Okay, so what we need, I think personally, that you should get yourself some doggles and, uh, not for Bryn, get Bryn some sort of shades. I suppose they're called shoggles. He's too cool, yeah. Yeah, okay, get him a sort of a trilby hat and a, a, and a cigarette in a holder. And what we'll need to do is, uh, yeah, I think you need to go in the car and we'll call you again in about half an hour or something when you're out on the road. We'll okay. experience Maisie and Bryn's antics for real. But one of the tests we will be suggesting is head out of window. Trev, you got any advice? I think, did you initially, when she first went into the car, did you tell her, oh, we're going for a walk? Because I reckon you excite her, I reckon you wind her up so that she's no. all primed. No, I don't. I'm getting I a didn't, bit wound it up. didn't used to happen in my old car. Yeah, oh, it's a new car. Well, what is your new car? Now, a Batmobile? What are you driving around in? <laughs> your car causes excitement in dogs. What is it made? Is it made of pedigree chum? Oh, the dog means well, she I does it in all cars now, but... Yeah, not, she's learned it, you see. It's a learned behaviour, it's like drugs. Matt? I think if you go to Brands Hatch and get one of those days where you're allowed to go with a, um, like, race car driver, <laughs> buy her one of those days, stick her in a car with one of those padded seatbelts, <laughs> and then spend the whole day going around really fast until she's so terrified of cars. Oh, that's, <laughs> a, that's a terrible <laughs> technique. Not terrified that's of them. Terrible advice. Matthew, yeah, but then the normal car journey will just seem dull. She'll be tired she'll of that. She'll be like grim. <laughs> The pair of them, these dogs drenched in ennui, <laughs> sat on the back seat, and I can scarcely bother to look anymore. Are we going on another j journey, Bryn? Yes, I rather feel we are. Okay, but how are you going to get a dog-shaped crash helmet, Matt? Answer me that! You don't need one. Professor! <laughs> What's the dog going to wear on his head, then? Scotch anyway. A human one with sellotape round the chin bit. It's gonna, his snout's gonna be coming out of the front. It's gonna look horrible. Right, you get in that car, Sheila, and what okay. we'll do is, <laughs> is we'll uh, work out this problem with our brilliant brains that so I, far we've been I using will, to waste our lives. I will not be able to hear what you're saying, though, so you'll be talking exclusively to Maisie. That's Don. no problem. Sheila, you are a defeatist. You have got a defeatist <laughs> attitude. We no, will I'm be able to hear. If this doesn't work, what on earth am I gonna do? Loudspeaker. Loudspeaker. Put her on loudspeaker. I will. All right. It still won't hear you over the barking, but Sheila, go ahead. for God's sake, and also I would like you to be in that car utterly naked from the waist down. <laughs> and if you do we can't help you if you don't help us, okay? Because that's really gonna shut my dog up, isn't it? I don't know. I don't <laughs> know what the response will be, and there's about 25 things I'm thinking that I can't say. Trevor Lock, <laughs> Sheila, I've just been listening to you, and you've got a very squeaky laugh that has oh overtones dear. on it. You've got harmonics on your laugh. I'm taking on the squeaks from my dog. Exactly. That's where Maisie's got it from. She's copying your behaviour. You oh, are the super. cause of this problem. Like with so many dog owners, the dog is copying you. She looks up to you, and you probably feed her, and she probably is right to look up to you. But you've got to stop that laughing. I reckon you drive that car like you're on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you do, that might Sheila. Be true. <laughs> Sheila, get out in that death trap you call a car, and send okay. take them dogs to paradise with your giddy whining ways. What are we going to listen to now? Gang of Four. Gang of Four. This is a Gang of Four. Sheila, get out there. We're going to solve your problem. Thank okay, you. You did now. the right thing calling us for help. Bye, love you. Bye. Bye. Gang of four. <laughs> da 
Damaged Goods Gang of Four, Russell Brand Radio 2. How many more nouns do you need, you lunatics? So, um, we were just talking to that lady, Sheila. She's got them dogs. One's Maisie. Maisie's upbeat. She's kind of crazy. When she goes on a car journey, she gets overexcited. Then there's Bryn. Bryn's rather more laconic and suave. Oh, hello. She's <laughs> a bit of a lounge lizard. She sent us photos of her dogs. And Bryn, it, they're both apparently the same breeder dog, but they couldn't look more different. Bryn is all insouciant and louche on a settee, like, and, the, and he's looking at the camera as if to say, please take the photo, come along, we've had a lovely afternoon, stop <laughs> mucking around. Whereas Maisie's looking at the camera, all her ears perky and alive with energy and bristling. Oh, I'm having the photo, all done, all right, all right. Maisie, dear, relax, it's a natural process. <laughs> lovely photo of the two of them. So that lady Sheila's going out on the road, we're going to test some of our techniques. We'll do some dog whispering, we'll stick that dog's head out the window. What else will we do? We're not doing that crash helmet thing you described. No, I'm telling you, he's probably not got a crash helmet. True, good point, good You've point. You've got yeah. to work on the lady, it's, it's the lady that you got to work on, Don't not the dog. Don't you tell me to work on the lady, <laughs> Trevor, like I've built a career out of those <laughs> techniques. Now, what else have we got to worry about? Someone had a problem to do with urine. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we're probably the right people to help with it. Ah, here it is. Joe goes, Trevor briefly mentioned the chemical that turns your urine blue. Sadly, this is no lie. I discovered at my friend's blue party on his 20th birthday, they emptied a small bottle of methylene blue into a vat of some cocktail and didn't tell us, which resulted in everyone's wee being blue for three days afterwards. It's like, who's a party oh, was it? Dr. Mingley? That sound like you're meant to drink that. Nothing that makes your wee blue can be good for society, unless you're a smurf, in which case, perfectly natural and rather good fun, I Why would thought. you presume their wee is blue? Because they're all blue, ain't they, those little blue well, mugs? pink, is it? Mine is. There's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of blood. <laughs> for some reason, it's a delicious shade of strawberry champagne. <laughs> okay, so, uh, this, listen to this woman, too good to miss. There's a woman here on the phone, she's got a problem. I've called now, I've lost the information, it was really vital. Now, I'll tell the problem, then the woman will know I'm talking about her. She was at work, she sent an email to one person, but accidentally, she sent that email to everyone at work. Now, there was some information. Oh my god. Oh, bloody hell, clandestine information's gone into the world. Crikey. So, uh, excuse me, that woman, are you listening to us now? Yes, I what, am. What's your name, dear? Cat. Cat the woman. That's confusing for a start. <laughs> so, uh, Cat, uh, what, let's, let's explain the nature of this problem, and by Jove, me, Matthew Morgan, and Trevor Locke will help you, or th our reputations will be on Can the I line. Can I say, you got the story a bit wrong? Oh, I'm so sorry, <laughs> I do apologise, I'm not perfect. <laughs> now, what, what is the problem? Well, basically, I was at work last week, and Boring! I Boring! Went... <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on. You was at work last well, week. I went to the loo, and I'd had a pretty rubbish day anyway, but whilst I was washing my hands, I looked into the mirror, and I spotted, I'm only 30, but I spotted mm. a grey hair, but it wasn't even a normal grey one, it was one of those... You know some people, old people have like really thick, wiry ones. Stop criticising old people! You spoke, you spoke with such a sneer in your voice about <laughs> no, the elderly. No, no, you know, some like, old people, it? ghastly creatures, why don't we just kick them to death? They're a drain on society. Anyway. Yeah, so hold on, you're washing your hands, you look in the mirror and you notice you've got a wiry grey hair. Yeah. Like, in your exact words, I believe I'm quoting verbatim, a disgusting elderly person. <laughs> Cat. I didn't mean it like that at all. Anyway, I was really distressed. Right, because you've got one grey hair. What's this got to do with an email? What has this got to do with an email? You okay, better explain well, yourself. T telling you. So anyway, I went back and I emailed my friend and I just and I said on the email, I've just been to the loo and found a grey hair. 
Oh. And then he's around the back saying, oh, my God, is it a grey pube? Uh-oh. Oh, God. Oh, Immediately revert to shaven goddess. But because of the context... Revert to shaven goddess? Revert? Hold on a second. You're not getting past that cat. <laughs> so in the old days, you was a shaven goddess. And this person knew that. It's been known. Why did this... Why is everyone aware of your... Shaven undercarriage. Oh, that's just a different story. And it sounds like a more interesting <laughs> one. So let's get on with that. Forget all this withering, <laughs> aging, slow march to death, and let's get on with naked, bald sex. Ugh. <laughs> that, sound, that sounded awful. Thought of right said Fred. Oh, I thought of right said Fred. Oh, you. And not just because I'm living with one of them. <laughs> <laughs> the bigger one though, he's a lovely guy. I think he's called Fair Brass or something. <laughs> but there's nothing fair about it. Oh, but there is brass. Let me tell you that. Boy, how it shine. So, uh, coming in, fella Milas, you used to have these shaven genitalia, which one can only assume you have, for sex purposes. Am I right, Kat? Am I right? I can't disclose that sort of information. You disgust me. Right, so then you've got that grey hair on your head, and yeah, your I've friend got, assumes... I've, I've got grey hair on my head. Mm. Uh... One, I've lost it now, anyway. But anyway, the point of the story <laughs> being... It sounds like it was like a spy living in Havana. <laughs> the cover. <laughs> yeah, go on, so you've lost your, anyway, your man in your... emailed me back, because of the content of her email, mm. it got scanned by the IT department, which means it gets individually read. Why, why, what was the content? What word, was it that... Word, what was the key word? and pubic hair and stuff. It's not that sexy. Why is it that alert? Different if you say a word like... <laughs> or... <laughs> You know, but a word like pube, that's not very exciting. The word scumthorpe. Well, anyway... I just got to see... Actually, the whole IT department knows about it. Right. Worse, what's even more embarrassing than that, is that they actually think that I've got grey pubes, which I don't. Well, you expect me to believe that. I mean, in all honesty, Kat, you phone up here <laughs> and expect us young men in our prime to believe this pack of lies you're saying that your, your genital region that don't look like David Bellamy <laughs> on discovering an awful fern. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that, I can imagine that that would be a problem for you, Kat. So, all right, it's embarrassing. What's happened to you there is embarrassing. There's no doubt about that. But you've come to the right place, you've described your problem. Now, could you please go help in the manner which we like people to do? Okay. Okay, can I do it like Penelope Pitstop? Mm, yes. Alright, yes, okay. Help! Help! Ooh, I Aww. liked it. Nice! What are you wearing? No, forget that. <laughs> so, okay, Cat. So, alright, we'll, we'll help. Firstly, Matt Morgan, what do you think Cat should do about uh, this problem? Everyone thinks she's got grey pubic hair now. She ain't. She ain't got any, is what I suspect. Stand on your <laughs> desk and say, this has got to end. And <laughs> show everyone that you haven't got grey pubes. Or uh, pubes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound of that plan. Brilliant. Now, this friend you're emailing, is that a girl, that friend? Yes. I think I've... I sent you a picture. Right, get that picture. Get that picture! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's a picture of you two people that um, you'll be with solely uh, gathering evidence and it's building a picture, in my mind at least, of a couple of floozies. <laughs> right, so I agree with Matt's part of the suggestion. Clamber up on that desk. Pull down your knickers and go, there, no pubes at all of any colour. Then get your mate also to do it, and then a pair of you kiss and that. And then suddenly the office will be alive with more refreshing, and in my mind, better rumours, and this grey pubic hair thing. It'll be sort of like how we forgot about, mm, I don't know, let's think of an example where you just forget about a bit of news because something massive happens. 
like with the embassy bombings by the United States, you forget about them because of September the 11th. Yeah, so it's sort good. of like that. It'll be a plan B. Yeah. So what you need to do is do something so massive and enormous that uh, no one will f remember your ridiculous thing. Now let's see what Trevor Locke's got to say. Although throughout, the, while you were talking about your problem, Trevor was drinking a cup of coffee and he was running his fingers around the rim of that coffee cup and then up and down the handle in a manner that I found breathtaking. <laughs> that sounds quite nice. I like Trevor. Well, if you right. met him, you wouldn't. Now, let's have a listen to what comes out of his mind. Okay, well, I think you'd probably need to send out a round robin. Uh, and, and, and Is that a euphemism, Trevor? <laughs> it's not, it is a euphemism. It's an email. And just do, just be, come clean. Completely describe what well, happened. Well, she's got no choice but to. <laughs> so she's like, come on, oh. we're all adults. It's innuendo. There we are. So I think that's the practical thing, is, you, is explain. Just explain what happened. Explain. Do you the remember confusion. the Queen Mum used to say, never apologise, never explain? That's harsh, isn't it? She never said that. She, she did. did. Don't complain, don't explain. That's what, what she said. This, what was this some sort of campaign where she tapped her nose? <laughs> <and fell in>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's meant to just be advertising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was only meant to be advertising yogurts, but she went in hard. <laughs> never apologise, never explain. We're the munch bunch. Now, F off. <laughs> 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 oh, delicious. I'll have a banana one. I don't know why she was so severe about she things, the Queen Mum. In what context did she say that? I don't know, I think it was about a war or something. No, I don't know, but she just, it was her attitude towards servants or something, that she was like an old-style royal, you know, not like these wacky Prince Harry goldfish eating, having it off with that Chelsea bird who looks all right to me type royalty, but yeah. a more old-school, never explain, never complain, she never apologise. a big supporter of the grey pubic region. She was well into it. I imagine <laughs> she'd be the very sort of person we could consult at a time like this, God rest her soul. Now, listen, young cat, so what do you think of me and Matt's suggestion? This ra this round robin of Trev's sounds rubbish. I like the one where you get up on the desk and get off with another person at your work. And if yeah, you don't well, do it at your work, why don't you come do it in my garden? <laughs> I mean, as long as it happens, <laughs> that's, my, that's my main concern. What do you think? What kind of course of action are you going to pursue, I'm not cat? going to send out an email, because I think just... Makes it worse. Makes it worse. Like, send out a different email, though. Send out another email that looks like it's an accident, revealing something else that's much worse, but not quite as bad. What do you mean, much worse, Trevor? Well, like, send out an email, oh, I've just been to the toilet and I've I dropped my jam. And then people are going, Trevor, oh. that's disgusting! <laughs> oh, you awful, that's man! Awful. What's wrong with you? What did you mean? <laughs> well, I don't know what I meant, and that's what I think people oh, are you know, Your unconscious mind is an horrible place to be. <laughs> <laughs> you, you belong you really in That's what women say to each other once a month. It's disgusting! Disgusting! You know nothing of women, Roke! You horrible man! That's not what I meant. That is the most offensive jam-related matter since Robertson's <laughs> changed their logo. You are a disgusting individual. No. no. Oh, I Trevor, don't say that. Quiet now. Don't speak, say, Trevor. Say something like, "I've just been to the toilet and I've I've lost my peanut butter." <laughs> Trevor, this <laughs> is getting worse. This makes sense. Not. Trevor's got grey pubes. Clearly, this is a fluster. Look at him. He's a mess trying to defend grey pubes. I've seen him squatting in a bath. <laughs> yeah. It was horrible. It's like when they find them frozen people from the old days. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I'll look how much we've changed. Yeah, I'll like say Trevor Lock ain't. Santa's beard with <laughs> a little sausage in it. <laughs> it looks like a sacked Debenhams Father Christmas. It's been thrown out the job for stealing saveloys from the food hall. You haven't seen my, my pubic. Yes, I have. Yes, you squatted have. in you that. Sat naked in this studio once. Yeah, well, it wasn't like that. It wasn't, didn't look like that at all. It's perfect. It's well coloured. It's, it's a disgusting looking yeah, little object. tip all over it. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor <laughs> scratches horrible little reminders to himself in there. A serial killer. Now, Kat, are you going to take our advice? Yes, option one, definitely. Option one, good. Really? Where do you live? 
<laughs> can we not come in and do it in the studio? Yes, yes, yes you can. Woohoo! <laughs> Take the details, right? Yes, come, that's a better suggestion. She comes here, we have a look at her and her friends. Act flippant. Act flippant. Act flippant, what? Yeah, yeah, come in, yeah. Oh, yeah, alright. Don't go. Check the details! It's <laughs> <laughs> the most important thing that's ever all happened. Right, alright, I'll be flippant. Um, yeah, Kat, you could, uh, come to the studio if you like, and, uh, you know, you'll be safe here. So, so <laughs> I mean, whoa, I'm scared. not hiding. Leave your details, it'll all be alright, we'll prove to those people you work with there's nothing wrong with your genitals, we'll, we'll give them the British sex kite test that we run on this Radio 2 show, <laughs> and by God, you'll be flying higher than any kite. Leave your details there, we'll solve this problem in a matter of moments. What are we listening to? Elvis Presley, Burning Burn Love. Love. There you go, there's an ode to cystitis. Helping people today, that's Elvis Presley, Burning Love, you listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2, I'm here with Matt Morgan and Trevor Locke doing our world acclaimed item for, what's it called? Cry for help. Cry for help, it's an easy remember. name. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know why, some things don't work inside my mind. So, uh, yeah, we've helped a couple of people so far, we helped that woman whose dogs yelp all mad and that, she's going out to road test our advice, literally, her dogs Maisie and Bryn. Bryn. Bryn's a mad name for a dog, isn't it? Bryn. Bryn. Yeah. Sounds like a sort of, uh, what does Bryn sound like? He sort of, he works at an accountancy firm, but it, it works with, does, uh, airfix models or something. I don't know what he does. Bryn reminds me of Brian, makes me think of hot dogs. Mmm, straight back round to the... Straight back round. There you are. Just go round and round. <laughs> Lovely little mental circuit you've created for yourself there. So, also, we just helped Kat, who's sent out, uh, who's been erroneously accused of having, uh, grey pubic hair due to an email error at work. We've helped her, and she's going to be coming to the next pre-recorded show in the studio. Look at that photo. What we we had a look at a photo. She looks like she might be a nice person. And, uh, <laughs> and if we ca if we can't help good-looking women to solve problems connected to their genitals, I don't think we deserve this job, quite frankly. So, uh, okay, we've got uh, another couple of problems to deal with, chaps, and here they are. Hi, Russell, Trevor, Matt. I don't have a TV. Oh Christ! And your brilliant show makes a glow of sparkling entertainment for me on a Saturday night when I'm not going out. In fact, it's worth standing for. Thank you. Whilst here. I'd like to say to that girl with the pervy swimming problem, she should report it to the swimming pool staff. There's no way that they, the women, should have to leave the pool because of the men. That is giving in to victimisation, but the smelling of victimisation looks like it's been written by someone from the future. It's got loads of Zs and Xs in it. Report these wicked men. Sarah, that's what she says, and also she says universal love to all, but not including those pervert men, according to what precedes it. Now, it's interesting that we've been musing over the problem of these women being perved over for over a month now, <laughs> and it's never once occurred to us that they should simply report it to someone else. report people. it. You never. You I said did. they should write on their boobs with biro, stop looking at my knockers know, or something. I realised how silly that was and I said report it. <laughs> You've never, Matthew, there's Tell never the teacher. a single word of sense has come out of you. So actually, yeah, just report Lucy in Birmingham, you're being harassed in that swimming pool by what it seems to be, me to be sub-aquatic perverts. Though dolphins, mind you, they like people touching their willies, I read. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> 
I've read something about it. No, that man got in trouble for riding around holding onto a dolphin. There's two sides to every story, Matt. It takes two to tango. Don't judge the man. That dolphin was involved, dirty little devil, getting his blowhole out like that. Really? Depends on the context, doesn't it? It depends on the context. What do you mean? You can think of a situation where it's justifiable to be dragged around by a dolphin, really. Where would you do it? Safeways. What's wrong with you, Trevor? No, the point you said that dolphins like to have their willies touched. I think they do. We all like to have our willies touched in the right context. In the right context. And it's not right. For yeah, example, not by other species. Not by other species. But you're the one saying you want to touch dolphins, really. I didn't. I Why said did they you like say it. That? <laughs> I just was thinking about things that go on underwater that are sexy, and I immediately thought of a dolphin. I don't like dolphins because they're always smiling. They're always smiling. How can you trust them? How do you know when they're genuinely happy? That's one question I'd like to ask. And why are they? And I bet their willies look unusual and aren't the same colour as the rest of their body. No, I think it would just look like a little dolphin. It looks like a little dolphin coming outwards. I think it looks like an umbrella handle made out of blancmange. No. That's like, my like feeling. Like that would break up in the water. <laughs> it's inside a cellophane sealed condom thing. I don't know. Perhaps a degree in zoology. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm working very closely with Gerard Durrell on, on a sort of My Family and Other Animals. <laughs> our, our new book's called Dolphins Underwater Hard-Ons. It's going very well. This is filth, this show. Absolutely. Bring it back. I don't, yeah, alright, let's talk about something esoteric then. Right, I've been reading a book lately, and I must say, it's his eyebrow. It was written by this fella called uh, Baudelaire. Apparently, he likes poems and everything, and he's written some. And I'm, what? They were smashing stuff, but he's a bit of a misogynist, right? Now there we go. We've raised the tone. Now let's get into what we do best. There's a person here reckons he's called Patrick, and what's happened to him? He keeps getting in and out of a sort of love entanglement. Patrick, are you there? I am indeed. Yes. Hello, Russell. Hello, darling man. Now, if you explain this problem to us, we'll help you. But if you don't, how? can we? It's as simple as that. Oh, just to say before, before I do actually, the, the, uh, the resolving of the pubes issue. Oh yeah, you want to get involved in other people's problems. Here you are calling us up, can't even cope your own life. I know, I just thought now, it was such a good solution to the problem. Go on, go on Patrick, it's good, yeah, we're all one consciousness, let's help each other. Uh, right, my problem is, I've been breaking up with my, uh... No, but hold on, I thought you had advice for the pube girl. What oh, is it? Oh, advice for her? Oh, well, you just dragged her into the conversation. Uh, oh, what, are you saying that it's good, clever the way we've resolved it by getting them to come round here and do lap dancing? Now, the only uh, thing come round my flat and do it. Patrick! Oh, come oh. on! Listen! I'm on here, stealing our women. <laughs> Unbelievable! You're worse than <laughs> you that well. What swam down the Thames? That little guy, I could kill him. <laughs> right, so come on, tell us about what this problem is. Uh, right, I've, uh, I had, a, I had a girlfriend for about two years, and I've been breaking up with her since about last autumn. Right. What? How long did you speak slow? <laughs> yeah, a bit. Right. A bit, a bit, a bit of a speech impediment. He's doing it with flashcards. <laughs> <laughs> or like Stop that gorilla that learns to talk through buttons. Go on, sorry mate. Uh, so, yeah, I was trying to break up with her since about last autumn, and it's just been on and off. Mm. So, when, I'm, when I break up with her, I miss her, and right. feel like I'm in love and everything. Yeah. And then when I get back with her, I realise why I didn't want to be with her. And then um. it all falls apart. It's difficult, Patrick. Things fall apart, the centre cannot hold. Yeah, the so heart... I've been trying to resolve the problem myself, but I haven't done a very good job of you it. You won't so get far. anywhere, Patrick, trying to solve things yourself. Yourself no. is the problem. I You're did. a conglomeration I... of ridiculous ideas. I tried to solve it last night by getting really, really drunk. Mm. And um... ended up in a random person's bed. A random person? You didn't even go for a selection process. <laughs> You're like playing sex bingo, climbing in through people's windows. <laughs> it may have been a selection process, but I can't remember it. 
Crikey, Patrick, this sounds like... Where do you live, Patrick? I live in Manchester. So much to answer for. So you're rampaging through the streets of Manchester, clambering through people's windows, drunk. Is that what's going on? Is it essentially? Yeah. That's your life. And I may, I say may, there's no evidence towards this, but I may have weed in her laundry basket. You may have last night weed oh, in a woman's yes. laundry basket. This is why I need help. I can't, I can't do anything on my do own. Do the help. Do the help in the voice. Help. <laughs> you have got a problem, mate. You're weird in people's laundry baskets. It takes you three or four months to say, I don't want to go out of you no more. There's the door. You can't form that sentence quickly enough. And now, what's this other thing? You're having sex with people you don't even know who they are. We'll work this out in a, in a trice. Now, the fact that you don't like this woman when you're with her suggests to me that you oughtn't be with her. You're only staying with her because you can't stand loneliness, can't stand being on your own. That's why you're getting drunk in these situations. You've got to learn to be with yourself, Patrick. That's the first thing. Now, what is it you don't like about yourself? Tell us <laughs> the dirtiest thing you've ever um, done or something. <laughs> uh, I would say right now, alcoholism, but... Right, no, don't, you've got to, well, stop drinking, mate. Have a look at stopping drinking. If you think you've got a problem with drinking, there are people that will help you with that. Not me, I'm far too devil may care. But there are other people that, that can help you if you have got a serious problem with drinking. It sounds to me like you might have. Now, what are we going to do about this, uh, love business and the wean in the laundry basket? That's not good. What I thought there must be some deep-seated issues there that I need to be, need, need to be resolved. Really. It does. It sounds like you're waging a secret war against Alibaba. And I don't <laughs> I don't know what he's done to deserve it. He's a lovely guy. All them cobras that you see. The laundry basket represents domesticity. Domesticity. He's, he's forcing that away. He's forcing away domesticity with a sabre of hot urine. <laughs> and you must never do this. Oh. <laughs> I thought about right, said Fred again. <laughs> Matt, stop thinking about right, said Fred. That time there was no connection. <laughs> you think about him about nine times a day. He's into my head. Stop it. You must stop it. The other day brothers. I asked him if he wanted some Cocoa Pops and he started thinking about right, said Fred. He's out of control. There's two brothers and one other one, wasn't there? The other no, one, no. no that's Bros. That's Bros. Sorry, I'll shut up. <laughs> Matt, you're Musical references are plummeting. What's going on? <laughs> We've gone from Gang of Four to Bross in a matter of moments. Dear, dear. Right, so Patrick, firstly, stop drinking one day at a time. Go to an AA meeting. That's my advice to you. I'll, uh, give, I'll give it a shot. If you need any help with that, I'll help you. Now, and then, what else is there? Um, <laughs> stop weaning people's laundry baskets, yeah, but that's connected to that. the drinking. I think all your problems might be coming from the drinking. Well, at least if I'm going to wee in the laundry basket, I should just do it in my own one, as opposed to somebody else's. No. No, don't do it in any. Oh, let's, let's, right. let's, let's, let's not do a softly, softly approach to this problem of weaning in laundry baskets. Let's be absolutist and totalitarian in a, Let's have a no weaning in, in laundry baskets policy, yeah? Also, stop stringing the ex along, because she's probably not... Don't string her along, she's right, got yeah. feelings. All of them, I've deleted Number now out of my phone. That poor stop, cow. Stop the, stop the stringing. Well, at least you know, at least she'll get her laundry done quicker. And we're on the bright side of things. So, all right, Patrick, stop drinking. Leave your details here. We'll put you in, in touch with someone that can that can help you. I feel a bit guilty at making him go help now that we've uncovered that Patrick's got a serious life-threatening <laughs> addiction problem. Patrick, <laughs> look after yourself. We offer you genuine, actual love. You take care, mate. Right, let's listen right. to the Ramones and get back into celebrating a lifestyle of decadence <laughs> and addiction with Blitzkrieg Bop. And they've gone. There they were, the Ramones, bless them. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I hope he's alright, Patrick. I'm a bit worried about him. He's right, like... only done a wee in a laundry bar. He's got... 
alcoholic, Matthew. Until you're protecting him. Until you start admitting that he's got a problem. How's he going to admit he's got a problem? Uh, yeah, this is right. because Matt thinks that I think that now that I've got a problem with drinking drugs and stopped drinking and taking drugs and living a stemmy lifestyle, Matt thinks that I go around like some evangelical uh, sort of... What a preacher. Have you had a drink? You'll probably be dead in the morning. <laughs> the worst thing is, he goes, the smell of booze. <laughs> what have you been drinking? <laughs> I don't like it when they smell of booze, especially if I have to kiss him or something, which is often the case with Matt, because I just can't get him off to sleep otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, says Sarah Parks. What a crazy name. Sarah Parks. That's Centre Parks, but not. <laughs> yeah, but you can't quite be bothered. Hey, you want to call Sir Parks? Bryn on his way to Sir Parks. <laughs> it's Bryn the dog. He's a laconic dog. We're going to Sir Parks. <laughs> I'm rather looking forward to it. Just a one British holiday. The weather can't spoil. <laughs> we just have a hell of a time. Other holidays are available. So, anyhow, every single high school in Britain has got an end of school prom. We're out of touch. We have proms in this country now. We didn't I know had about a prom, that. Actually. Did you? Did you? Yeah. You didn't have a prom. I did. Try and re-edit my history. I will do. What you were doing that night was sitting at home, <laughs> staring at yourself in your mum's knickers, and you called it a prom because you were so proud. Reflective knickers. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing reflected in your mother's knickers is your own guilt. Now, when we go into the news, if you, we've been told that there's news yeah, trapping news. soon. I just have to press that button. Yeah, but do you know when it is? It's about now. Now. Right, now. okay. Here's a little show we like to call the newsy poos. It's all stuff that happened lately, because this is pre-recorded. <laughs> We're taking a terrible risk because something awful might have happened. Andrea, if something awful ain't happened, why don't you try and get the words? What should we get in um, there? Um, dolphin penis. No. <laughs> dolphin privates. Try and get that in. Privates. 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 Get privates in the news, Andrea. 88 to 91 FM. This is Radio 2 from the BBC. At 10 o'clock now, this is Andrea Simmons. It's emerged that the Conservative leader David Cameron tried cannabis when he was a 15-year-old pupil at Eton. The revelation comes in a biography of Mr Cameron, serialised in tomorrow's Mail on Sunday. Mr Cameron has previously said that all politicians are entitled to a private past. BBC News at 3 minutes past 10 are next at 11. And you know what, Russell? It's now one all. Online. On digital. And on 88 to 91 FM, BBC Radio 2, Russell Brand. That was the ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead, XTC, and if you don't know this radio show well, you will not know that it was obviously Trevor Locke's musical <laughs> choice. Well, it was a Peter Pumpkinhead was an unusual character, judging. Why? Alright, put it I down. Can't yeah. A single reason. Not a single reason, but it was burning my mouth a bit, <laughs> some sort of bargey. So, right, up until now, we've done a lot of things, solved problems for um, that woman that's got a, not got a great pubic hair, but everyone thinks she has, a woman that's got a yelping dog in her car. A man who's got a serious alcohol dependency problem, and uh, Trevor Locke, who uses the most vile and disgusting euphemisms. I don't, and that's no unfair. That is really unfair. Horrible, horrible, dark-minded character <laughs> that you've become. We won't know, of course, because this is a pre-recorded show, whether Andrea Simmons did say dolphin privates or privates in the news, but we can only pray that she did. And we hope she didn't disappoint, otherwise I think the whole concept of news has been undermined and demanded. <laughs> I'm no longer interested in things that have happened recently as a result of her uh, non-compliance. So, um, 
here, like last week on our show, we were talking <laughs> about, um, and it got out, I said last week, even though to us it was yesterday. Last week on our show, we had, uh, some fella, Kieran, he was called, and he had this dog that was gay and he couldn't get it to breed with any dogs except for other male dogs. This was a problem because he was desperate to get that dog to have babies. Now, we've got a letter here from someone called Catriona. She says, Hi, Russell, Matt, and especially Trevor. Extraordinary. Gay dogs do exist. I have a Dalmatian called Dimitri, who is definitely gay. He is now two years old and has never had sex with a lady dog, but tries it on with the boys at every opportunity. The boys, like there's this gang of boys. <laughs> hey, boys, you okay? Dogs in chaps. And then, right, she says, he had a, he had special fun with a golden retriever along the canal banks the other day. What? Extraordinary story. Cruiser. Yeah, cruising along a canal bank. Dog, dog cottaging now. Happily humping away until the retriever got ideas and tried to hump him. He was having none of it. Ah, mm. so you can give it, but you can't take it, eh, Dimitri? <laughs> he ran off at speed with his tail between his legs to prevent unwanted advances. I think he's definitely happy with his homosexuality. At least he doesn't have to worry about crossbreeding and unwanted pregnancy. Sensible, I think. Good points, Catriona, all of those. We've got, um, well, unless you two punks have got something to add on the topic, have ya? Why is she saying he's definitely gay? I think she's forced him into an alternative lifestyle. What, to make Sending her Sending down a canal. Yeah, that's true. She's establishing a leather context. jacket on, he probably just wants to go run in a park. Yeah, yeah. putting a little neckerchief on him, making him hang around with the boys, <laughs> in exactly. inverted commas. Dimitri, you like the boys. <laughs> oh, cracky, I don't need this. <laughs> that canal smells, I'm nervous. What have you done with my wife, Maud? Maud, I miss you, Maud. If, Maud, if you're listening, for God's sake, look after the children. Come on, we're going to the Blue Oyster Bar. <laughs> no! Uh, sorry there for uh, having a stereotype typical attitude towards homosexual lifestyles. So, um, Kieran is probably on the phone now. Kieran is the person who we were helping last week with his gay dog, Ben the Dog, gay dog. Hello, Kieran, are you there? I'm here. Now, after we helped you with your problem yesterday, tell us, just let's just reprise what the problem was. Tell us briefly what you, uh, what we spoke about last week, last week, last week, a week ago. Right, basically, Ben, uh, You've become a robot and betrayed us. We will never trust you or any of your robot brethren, Kieran. Let it be known that we will stand firm against the advance of these tin men. Matthew, Trevor and I are against robots in all their forms. We'll never surrender. We'll fight them on the circuit boards. We'll fight them on the pinball machines. Now listen, are you ready yep. to act like a grown-up, Kieran? Stop <laughs> okay. this silliness. Okay, okay, okay. Come on, it, then. So basically, the preference for, for, for male dogs rather than female dogs. So, um, after chatting to yourselves, we did a bit of research and we realised that it's down to dominance. They try to, male dogs try to dominate each other. That's what the, where the, the humping comes out of. They bum each other out of domination? Yep. They're cheeky devils. What yep, a way they try to their, superior, their, 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 their superior dog or the, the, the alpha dog. Alpha dog. Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so alpha dogs like to have it off with beta dogs. Yep. To teach them a lesson, essentially. Well, basically, I put them in their place, you know. Does put them in the place. If the dog did that to me, I'll do whatever he said for the rest of his life. <laughs> That's what happens in prison. It is what happens in prison. And I think I've heard that in the world of hip-hop, there's a new craze for doing things like that. Mr. G, our resident poet laureate, is from the... running away. <laughs> <laughs> ...has decided to disassociate himself with our racist show. <laughs> now, um, okay, so, Kieran... What, yep. So then what happened? You learned a little bit about dominance. Then what yep. happened? 
So basically what we did was we had the, the Rhea up in the house and this morning we let him out the backyard. Rhea, Rhea the girl dog. You had Rhea yep. the girl dog up in the house. Yep, and as he's have seen the pictures, this basically... your house in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> basically he got about his business this morning. You've sent us photographs, and yep. I must say, we, we've handed them straight on to the police. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've, you've sent us photographs of Ben and Rhea the dog having sex, and it, um, you've sent us several, and I must say, it functions not only as a, quite a good flick book, but for Trevor, also as pornography. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's like Deirdre's photo case book, we should put in some speech bubbles. It is like a Deirdre's photo case book. Let's do that and put it on the website. We'll never bother <laughs> doing that, we'll never. But pretend we did do it. It was a good idea, pretend we'd done that. Pictures okay, of different okay. dogs charting their relationship. So you wait the next day after having spoke to us on yep. our item, cry for help. Your yep. dog's done it. Yes. Well, yep, they done it. But, but, but basically, we what, what we find out is that there's a switch in the dog's head. You know, the, the girl dog, the female dog. <laughs> Are you sure? Turn it off with a hammer. <laughs> Are you sure you've not just stabbed your dog? There's a switch in the dog's head. I am. It's like you go inside its ear with a screwdriver. <laughs> Kieran, what have you done inside your dog's brain? Dogs have not got a switch in their head. No, it's like a scent the female sets uh, off, you know, and once she's ready, he can goes, oh, there you go, she's ready, and oh, he goes, I see. pheromones. Hold on, explain so, this. Like, how like did pheromones, it, yeah, like how pheromones. did you get Rhea to release pheromones? Uh, it comes natural, apparently. <laughs> yeah, but how did you do it? How was she not releasing them pheromones before? She does it herself, you know, uh, I don't know, she just kind of, after, uh, you know... <laughs> Where's that dog now? What, what are you that? doing? Oh, I'm, what? I'm actually a muff at the minute. You're what? A muff. In Muff. Now listen, mate, I don't know what kind of radio show you think this is, but we pride ourselves on our standards. Now, if you're ringing us like you're in Muff, you need to take a long, hard look in the mirror, Kieran, and ask yourself why at the beginning of the call you pretended to be a robot, and at the end of it, you announced you're committing a sex act. Tell me, tell me. I'm a taxi driver, there's a small village outside, uh, Derek called Muff, and it's like the passenger down there, you know? Right, okay, we can breathe again. Yes, yes. Muff is a Place. Is it an, yep. is is it nice there? I'll, I'll tell you what, we could get hours out of this. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like in Muff, Kieran? I'll, I'll send you a picture saying welcome to Muff. There is actually a sign saying welcome to Muff. Nice you know? one. Thank you very much. We'll, <laughs> we'll, say, we'll give it to Trevor, see if it inspires him. <laughs> At least he'll get away from the pictures of your dogs. Okay, so Kieran, so what a happy occasion. Kalu Kaleo, frabtuous day. Well, ben and Rhea are doing it. 60 days time, we'll have uh, puppies, hopefully. What's the hit rate? Oh, right, so if she's kicking out pheromones, that means she is ovulating, and as long as Ben, d d you know, completed, then yep. we'll have, definitely have puppies. Let's have one! Yeah, well, you can, if you want one. How much? Mm -hmm. Um... How would it come from Ireland? We'll just we'll bring it. <laughs> if you can look after a pup, there's no problem, I'll give you a pup. Brilliant! We'll get a dog, what will we call you it? You are not allowed animals, oh, what happened to your rats? Oh yeah, they died, didn't they? <laughs> they did, they went wild and one ate the other one. Well, the rats that I had did go a bit wild and one did eat the other one. And it's very easy to point the finger in life, Matt, and blame <laughs> me for things that happened to my pets. I think it's a dominance thing again, that's why rats do that. It was dominance, yes, it was dominance. You just ate it. <laughs> <laughs> there, that showed him. <laughs> if that onion bargey tries any more of its moves with me, it's gonna look pretty damn ridiculous now it's living in my bowel. It's a good point. There is no point dominating your dinner. It's like, uh, otherwise, Finder's crispy pancakes would have to wear leather jeans. I don't know. <laughs> so, so, Kieran. Um, <laughs> Alright, so in the, anyway, we're gonna have some lovely little puppies. What we could, come on, let's just get one, Matt. Come on. Okay. Well, why did you put a, a thing out in, the, out, in the, out in the radio for suggestive names for the puppies? Suggestive <laughs> names? I'd like to call my one Saucy Ass. <laughs> no, okay, yeah, we'll get, we'll get suggestions for names for our puppies. Trevor, you look, what's going on? 
on in your little brain? No, I just wondered, uh, d when they were doing it, did you do their voices? Was that a Travis, stop trying to sound like I'm not trying to s- Why? Why would anyone do a dog's voice while the dog's having it off? What do you go? Oh, hello. Oh, blimey. No, beforehand, is it Because that was my suggestion. I thought that might have been the- Trevor did suggest, while we, Matt and I, were toiling to resolve the complicated problem of this gay dog not wanting to have Using it off of a girl dog. No, you weren't. You were just making cheap jokes about it. We were not making well. cheap jokes. The babies were going to be born. We'll have an actual dog as a testimony to our advice in about 63 days. We'll get it when it's really young so as we can teach it our methods and ways. You were making cheap crack shots about saying, oh, why don't you get them to put bras on? Why don't you do this one? Go, oh, I like it. And stuff like that, didn't you, Trevor? No, I didn't. That's not the You heard in the boy punch? You, Trevor, you mentioned the boy punch, did you That's know? That's me. I actually right. said get the blanket from a male dog's... No, female, oh, I don't know. He doesn't even know what he said. That's how much he was paying attention. It was bloody good advice anyway, and the upshot of it all is we're getting a lovely shiny new dog. <laughs> 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 Which we'll call Just for Christmas. <laughs> Captain Custard, something like that. So if you want to suggest names for our new Radio 2 dog that we're irresponsibly getting sent over from <laughs> Ireland, then we'll get it. Hmm? What, Kieran? Post a fax a dog over. Yeah, we'll just just send him in a box. He'll be all right, little guy. <laughs> Put some food in there. Mm, I don't know. We don't want to spoil him because life's going to be tough over here when he arrives. <laughs> He's not going to have an easy ride. Remember them signs: no dogs, no Irish. When England used to be a bit more racist and mental, this one, crikey, is going to have a hell of a ride. Okay then. So yeah, Kieran, well done. Congratulations. No problem, yeah. Thank you very much. Give my regards to your wife uh, Janet and uh, and uh, Ria and Ben. You know, congratulate them both. But perhaps no. put marigolds on first after what they've been doing. Filthy pair. <laughs> Thank you very much for your call. No problem, guys. Bye, mate. Stay in touch with our show. We love you. Bye. Okay, bye. bye. Off he goes. We shouldn't have a dog. Why? Because. Why not? What could possibly go wrong? We'll get bored of it. <laughs> That'll be the day that I tire of something and dispose of it. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So why don't we listen to, uh, music then, shall we? Why not? Why not? I mean, song. we're a radio station. If we're not entitled to, who will? The song Cope. about you. Huh? It's a song about you. Yeah. The Kinks. No, I'm not like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> it is The Kinks, though. <laughs> The Kinks, I'm not like everybody else there. I like that. It's good, isn't it? I like that. I like that. It might be happy inside. You listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. We've got some letters what have been ripped down a computer. The first one is from Lisa Dove. She goes, love you, Russell, but you keep saying England when you mean Britain. Well, actually, she says Briartain, UK. As a Scot, it really gets on my... Tits is what she says, <laughs> as I'm sure it will the Welsh and Northern Irish. When a woman says that that gets in my tits, I forget that that's a, 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 an expression meaning I'm angry and just think, whoa. <laughs> 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 so, uh, and she's probably annoying people uh, and it's bad. So Stop we're all, it. all right, sorry, we don't mean that. I probably just mean me, Matt, and Trev are English. I'm not English. Yes, you bloody are. You're born in England. Oh, you oh, feel not English. Irish oh, well, yeah, oh, I've got such a rich oh, tapestry in my past. You're born in Kent. That's England, mate. You're an Englishman. Nah, I don't right, now, English. start. Well, that doesn't matter what you feel like. I might feel like I'm an helicopter. The fact is, I was born in a tedious little town called Grays <laughs> in Essex. Now, yeah, this is an inclusive radio show. In fact, well, beyond Britain, BBC, the world, damn it, it's all one tiny little planet spinning in infinity. So, yeah, wherever you are on this 
this planet. We love ya. Set. Hold on, let's think of something to victimise. Is there anyone? No. Dolphins, those perverts. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you can clear off. You sicken us. So, yeah, sorry about that. We didn't mean to offend you going on about England and that all the time. Hello, Russ, Matt and Trev. Can you please say hello to all the fabulous people from the Russell Brand Forum? We all listen every week and can't wait to see you on tour. Love, Claire. Hello, everyone on that forum. Thank you very much for your continued dedication. We appreciate it. Russell, a friend and I have decided to have a party where everyone is dressed as you, facial hair on the girls and all. What a classy two-tone room that will make. I thought it was fitting, at least, to see if I could get you to attend as the guest of honour. Unless you pull down your trousers and pants, actually, you can do whatever you like. Katie. Katie, send be, some images. Not be odd to go to a party where everyone's dressed as you? Yeah, actually, I might really like it. <laughs> Walk around and go, you haven't got it right at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with you? You there! You've got a funny shake back! Your, your eyes don't match! Get out! <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like a black shirt rally by the end of it. Yeah. Why, I know, why don't we form a little army and enact my will? Yeah, alright, I might go to that thing. Send us more details. We certainly want photographs of it. Sounds interesting. This is from Max and Jen. Does Matt's hat smell? I ask because we know he wears it in bed, and judging from the pics in the gallery, he wears it all the time. Matthew, pass us your hat. It's not here. Hold on a minute, what is that? Oh Christ, it looks like a shivering, like quivering black jellyfish. It's, I've just had a sniff of it. Poo, what a stink! <laughs> Horrible, stinking, wretched thing. It, huh? I do need to wash you it. You do need to wash it. Is it the same one as the original one, or have you lost it and replaced it? Well, I just have one hat. Not if like I you, we don't have a cupboard full of hats. If I smelt that hat, on a passing homeless gentleman. Get Russell's hat, it's over there. My hat is over there on a hat stand, and it's having the time of its life. It's on a microphone stand. Well, nonetheless, it looks to me like a lovely fellow. It Let looks like a thin that. man with a big woolen head. Russell's hair smells of dreadlocks sometimes. It does not. It smells delicious. Have you been sick in this hat? <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes drink tea through it. I think that if you smell that hat, Matthew, you'll find it very hard to keep your hands off of me. It's very erotic stench. Anyway, the answer is Matt's hat does stink. What do you want to do? Stick it behind a sofa, rinse it, put it in a washing machine. Yeah, rotate your hats, Matt, is what that young woman's saying. Uh, Russell and the chaps. This is from Victor and Elvis. Me and my girlfriend Elvis are about to have our first child. We're struggling for names. You're telling me. We have an idea it's gonna be a boy. You can't even name yourselves. It's gonna, we think it's gonna be a boy because- what? As we think we saw the dangle bits. Okay, you sound like what? quite a primitive couple. <laughs> <laughs> we think we saw the dangle bits. Or hanging out. <laughs> no, in the rooms. We were looking in the rooms. Uh, having a girlfriend called Elvis has put undue pressure on us to come up with a corker of a name. Well, I think you should alleviate yourself what, of that the pressure immediately. The girl is called Elvis. We really are struggling. I asked for the help of Russell and the chaps to help name my child. He's put it in inverted commas as if it's a Blue Peter campaign where we've really got to go for it, so we will. We've got three names, but really need help with making a decision as well as coming up with other names. So here we go in order of preference. One, Herb, two, Bertie, three, Gulliver. Over to you. Many thanks, Victor Herb, Elvis. Bertie and Gulliver. I want to call my child Herbert Brand. It's <laughs> a good name, or if it's a girl, I don't care about that. It's getting called Herbert Brand, don't you think? Herbert Brand. Why That's Herbert? Funny, it's funny, isn't it? Go all right, Herbert. 
Lindler, but there you go. It's been nice to see you this weekend. Now off I go. <laughs> it's been a real joy. Um, What's but... your mum's name again? <laughs> yes. Past your mother, uh, I believe she was called December. <laughs> oh. oh no, come on. What? What? What's that? Oh, Christ, I apologise to the whole world and to myself for not treating myself with the dignity I deserve. And the imaginary mother of this imaginary child, I apologise <laughs> to all those imaginary things. There. Uh, right, I like her best, because that's what I'm thinking of calling my child. One of them, Gulliver. Interesting name. Gulliver, the baby. Mm. Is that, because you've got to think, it's got to work while it's a baby, then it's got to work throughout its life. You can't suddenly just call it something else, unless you're a prince, then you can do what you like. Gully, they'd probably end up calling Gully, that reminds nice. me of a ridge and an undercarriage. That's because that's what a gully is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> doesn't remind you of it. It does. <laughs> Mount Everest, that reminds me of a tall mountain. <laughs> I don't know why I've formed this connection. I'm probably some sort of genius. <laughs> now someone fetched me a can of Tizer, which also reminds me of a sort of police weapon. Now, here's something here. It's a letter. It's from... <laughs> it's from... going on about? I don't know. I'm just reading some letters. We've got oh, to get to this admin. Okay, I've got you now. Yeah, I know. Hello, Russell, Matt and Trevor. I present a radio show on University Radio York, and last week we had two listeners. Well, you know, that's something we're aspiring to. <laughs> Hence, I would like to ask your advice. As the creator of most downloaded podcasts in the UK, yes, yes we are, we're going to get that ice cream van. Will you send suggestions, listeners, of our radio programme? What should we do to celebrate being the number one podcast before Ricky Gervais does something and we've got nothing left to celebrate? Come on, let's seize the moment. Let's Carpe diem. Van off a building. All right, all right, perhaps then we'll combine both Matt and Trevor ideas. We will get an ice cream van, we'll give out free ice cream somewhere, lovely publicity stunt, giving out loads of ice cream, nice. We'll invite all the people who listen to the show and their dogs to come along. Imagine it, it'll be a lovely party, right? Then we'll push that ice cream van off the top of a cliff or something. But we mustn't be in it. No, no, no. It'll be like the end of the young ones or Italian job, but neither of those things ended well. Couldn't we do an OB from it? Couldn't, couldn't we broadcast from the... An OB? <laughs> you don't know what that means. You just you think that's Luke Skywalker's uncle. <laughs> <laughs> what we'll do is we'll do a proper celebration. Yes, we must OB, do that. OB, explain that. OB is outside broadcast. Like a road show. Like a road show, yeah. Literally a road show, because it'll be in a... Trevor! <laughs> right, okay. Let's, uh, so there's a young lady here. Her name is Kerry. She's got this university radio show. She needs help getting more listeners. Let's get her thoughts, views, and that right now. Kerry, are you here, darling? Hello. Oh, you're lovely. You'll be brilliant on radio. So, what seems to be the trouble, sweetheart? Um, well, basically, we do our show on University Radio York. I believe you were in York several weeks ago, weren't you? I was there several weeks ago, yes. I heard there was a radio station that might rival us and I wanted to destroy it. So <laughs> I went up there to start a black propaganda campaign. I didn't do that. So, uh, okay, uh, so anyway, your radio show is called Fresa and Keza. It's on Tuesdays at 11. It yes, says. We're Essex girls, so we thought we should make it sound a bit more Essexy. So we do not Kerry and Francesca, which isn't very Essex-like. So. No, Francesca's not. But Fraser no. and Keza are a classic Essex yes, names. Exactly. What are you doing up in York? Going to a university? Yes, I'm doing a sociology in my third year. So. Dos. Matt, don't undermine people's education because <laughs> they might be learning all sorts of stuff. For all I know, right? Let's test them. Oh no! What have you learned? Karl Marx. What do you know about Karl Marx? That's be politics, would it? Would that come from sociology? I suppose oh, communism is a social well. system. Yeah. I don't know, he wrote the Communist Manifesto and he's dead. Good girl! Ten points! Yay. What else does she know about? And let's test something else that's more to do with sociology. If you see someone and they've got a bogey on their nose, do you tell them and get them to wipe it away or just say nothing? I'm not 100% sure if that counts as sociology. <laughs> <or not>. Failed! <laughs> hesitation! <laughs> 
Okay. No, uh, it might do. I don't know. You've had part of the second year syllabus and you should know it. You should know that now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I must have forgotten that bit, sorry. I don't know, you're probably taking too many drugs, but it might improve your radio show. Who knows? Fun and irreverent chat with Fresno and Keza plus muchos amounts of cheesy pop whoop. That's what it says (laughs) on something of your your (laughs) listing thing. That's your listing thing that you've sent us. Fresno and Keza is good. Put Fresno and Keza, we're a couple of lezers. Put that for a start. Immediately, that's add sex to it, to the mix. People love that. Lesbians will love it. Non-lesbians will love it. We all love it, because it rhymes. People love (laughs) rhymes. Right, so put that in. Plus, muchos amounts of cheesy pop. Now, that is not a good sentence, right? No, it's not. Because muchos amounts of cheesy pop, it doesn't sound right, does it? Cheesy pop sounds like food stuff that's carbonated and dairy. It sounds to me like cheesy pop sounds to me like you've bought um, a load of craft slices from a garage, eaten them, and then done a blow off in a goldfish bowl and made the listeners smell it. So I think you need to chase, what change earth that. Would make you think that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the functioning of my own mind and I can't be expected to. So uh, change that to something like Fraser and Keza were a couple of lezers. Uh, rocking out. Rocking out. And uh, if you don't no. want to listen, F off. You yeah. pigs! <laughs> Something like that. A bit more aggressive. I don't think we're allowed to do that, you see. Why not? Because it's offensive. Bloody government. Is that the government again? What, darling? I was just saying, uh, we actually spoke about you last week. What, okay, what were the conclusions? And before you begin this, you should know I'm an incredibly sensitive, vain man with the sort of personality of maybe, I don't know, Mussolini or someone. They lost half their viewers and there was one person. <laughs> viewers don't listen to radios! Go on then, Damn. what happened? What were you talking about? Uh, basically, my friend who I do my show with, Freda, was saying yeah. while she was at school, a lot of her friends fancied Hitler. So, we were just talking about fancying people who are a bit weird and, uh, you're not- A lot of my friends fancy Hitler? <laughs> Why am I being compared to Hitler again? Yeah. Right, okay, so a lot of- You Trev compares me to Hitler sometimes. So, um, okay, so you're not because of my policies, which don't exist, <laughs> but because of my personality, which does. So, uh, okay, right then, your friend was talking about fancying Hitler. I'm not a weird person to fancy. I know there was a problem with that sentence somewhere. <laughs> I'm not a weird person to fancy. I'm a normal person to fancy, aren't I? Tall, nice brown eyes, hair, face. What do you want? <laughs> Less hair. Less hair? Yeah, you're Christ. very hairy, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. If you were to see me he naked, really offended, <laughs> which you won't. And then he pulls down his top and goes, I'm not. And there's this great Tom Jones chest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exposed to my chest now, to the team, and they'll tell you that my chest is lovely. It's just like a normal bit of hair down the middle. Right, I'm going to do some naked photographs, I'll tell you. Are you? And I'll get my mum to take them, and then you'll all be sorry. <laughs> I'll, get some, I'll get some naked photographs, because I'm not, I'm normal here. There's no hair on my back, there's no hair on my upper arms. Oh, okay. oh. No hair. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Robin Williams looks like you. <laughs> I'm not like, uh, like, there's nothing, I'm not overly hissute. I'm like, it's just because I've got facial hair, and like, a lot of head hair, and dense eyebrows, and hairy palms. You've got the same eyebrows as Bert from Sesame Street. How dare you. I've always wanted to tell you. <laughs> and you choose. Use this moment to stick the knife in when we're talking to Keza, trying to get her to start a radio station. Well, thank you very much, by the way, I'm being sarcastic. Okay, so you're talking about, I- I'm an unusual person of fancy. Well, that hurts because I was recently voted the most 14th most fanciable person on this bloody planet, actually. Who by? 
Uh, they took a survey among some idiots. <laughs> <laughs> quickly announced. <laughs> I think number two was the concept of pity. <laughs> number 13 was Wednesday. Number one was the Charmin Bear. <laughs> the Charmin Bear, he's always one step ahead. But boy, does he wipe your ass good. So, okay, Keza and Preza, you couple of lezzers, why don't you, let's work on your campaign a bit more. What's, what's the, so the, you talk about me on the radio show, that's what we do in our radio show's going brilliantly well, so good content so far. <laughs> okay. Have you got any competitions or anything? Uh, no, because you can't really afford any prizes You or don't anything. need prizes. Tell people they can just come right. round to your house or something <laughs> as a prize. Okay, well... Not when you're on your own, you know, when you've got some burly protector present. Right, say, so, oh, you can come to the studio as a prize, say that. Also, you've got to make people aware of you. I suggest a killing. <laughs> now, do a killing somewhere on your university campus. This will raise awareness. Trevor, That's what not, were you that, well, I was just going to say something similar to that, but not that. But you need to do something that reaches out into the community, but a good thing, not a killing, like Russell suggested. Do, okay. do something like what we do. We do the cry for help, so that reaches out into our listenership so that there's something that connects them to us. But no one listens, so we could do competitions. Meeting. It wouldn't matter, because no one's one listening listen to us. How do they listen? On their computer? What, what medium? How can um, they reach you? You can listen across campus on 1350 AM, or you can listen on the internet or in, like, the student shop. We'll come on as a guest. Right, yeah, we'll help you. It's all the squarest places. Use lot of squares, man. I'll tell you what, no, I'll tell you what, we've thought of an idea. Us three, we'll do a phone call. We're going to York, but we're not going to appear in person, Trev. We won't have the time. But what we will do is the three of us will do a phone call on one of your shows, right? You can use this to promote it, and we'll do an exclusive interview where we'll answer any of your most intimate and ill-considered questions, right? Band out a load of leaflets saying we'll do that, do a campaign, right? And then that'll raise a bit of interest, then you'll have to do that well. It'll be a bit like Rocky 1, and then Rocky 2 is I don't know what happens, then Ivan Drago. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> how do you know how many people listen? Because there's a little thing you can click on, and it tells you how, That's only what how stops many people listen online. <laughs> okay. So maybe thousands of people listen on their radios and we just don't know about it. But only two people would listen online. Like say the frequency okay. again and say your university, Keza. Sorry? Say the university and your frequency again. It's uh, University Radio York, 1350 AM. Are you allowed to advertise other radio stations? I don't know about things They're like that. They're as small as that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're we're massive. Everyone can't. It'll be like won. advertising a wasp. <laughs> 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 Why not look, listen to that wasp? He's really creating a buzz. <laughs> See, you know, it's little jingles like that yeah. that can really help. Also, the way you said it, it weren't very committed. You sort of said it no, in a bit I'm of an apologetic way. Committed, am I? I am event rep, so I should be committed. What are you? Event rep. We should do a Russell Brand event. Yeah, do an event. Right, now tell us again the frequency, 1350? 1350 AM. 1315 AM. Your radio. I can't even say it. 1350! Alright! Can someone comb my back hair? <laughs> so, um, I, okay, well we've advertised it a bit now. We'll do an interview, leave your details, we'll do an interview for you. We'll raise wow. a little bit of interest, and then, uh, then it's over to you. We can't, you know, that's a bit of help. Alright, do that help. You ain't done the help. Well done, you're lovely. All right, oh. so that's a bit of help we've given you. That's a lot of help. There that's you are. Genuine help. Yes, genuine help. You have helped. Well done. Clear off now. <laughs> 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 off you go. <laughs> nice talking to you, Keza. Off of the radio show. There she goes. So what are we going to listen to? Take Your Praise by Camille Yarbrough. Yes. Let's listen to him now. We've come a long, long way together. Take my, my bone turn to whisper. You make my whisper 
So, uh, listen to the radio too. This is Russell Brown, me and Matt Morgan and Trevor Lock. We've been helping people. We just helped that girl do a radio show up in New York University. What was it? 1513. Listen to them. Fif- no. I can't no. remember. 1350. It sounds like uh, 10 to 2 in the afternoon in the morning. Is that how you thought about it, Trevor? That's how I thought about it. You'll sit there thinking that to little self. Look at your watch, it. all baffled. Yeah. All right. See, there's one way of remembering it for Kezza and Fresa, the couple of. I can't remember how it worked. So, um. Yeah. Now, earlier in the show, you can't help but remember, can you, if you're us, that uh, there was that woman who had a problem with her dogs. Whenever she took them out in a car, one of the dogs, by the name of Maisie, would yelp and whine and cause all sorts of hullabaloo, which was an embarrassment to Bryn, her rather more understated dog. Imagine him in a waistcoat, twirling his moustache, not in an evil way, but in a, oh, Christ, I've got to get through this type fashion. So, uh, the woman in charge of this pair of canine loons is called Sheila. She, we told her, go out and take them on the road, because it's only, when they're in the house, they behave, they respond to shush. In the house, if you go shush at them, they shush. But once you're on the road, if you go shush, they don't shush. So what <laughs> we've got to do is get her on the road. On the road is where we find her now, Sheila. Hello. There's no noise. What's wrong with you? Can you not? <laughs> I like that noise. Okay. <laughs> so that's what, what, that's just Maisie. What's Bryn doing? Bryn is just like head on his paws on the back seat, wondering why she's sitting here with this going on. What happens? Stop the car and let's see what happens then. Right, so there's a lot of okay, yelping. I won't be able to hear you. She's worse I'll when the car stops. Okay? She's worse when the car stops. It's <laughs> 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 man. That's a man doing that. This a man sounds man like a, a sort of a key ring Running dog noise. <laughs> I think they've killed her. <laughs> <laughs> Sheila, are you alright? Have those dogs eaten you? <laughs> Sheila? Oh no. Well, so what happened then? Why is there re- why is there some respite? <laughs> it's a man th- soaring through a log <laughs> and he's just gone through. It sounds. Give him more meaty chunks. Keep the chunks coming. <laughs> chunk her up. Chunk her. Drive into a lake. <laughs> Drive into a lake for God's sake. Save okay. yourself. Delivered, but they won't last long. <laughs> Sounds like a genuine action film. I'm holding them off as long as I can. Save me, Obi Wan. Okay, so um, all right, just keep giving them chunks. Is all I can say. Get difficult, isn't it? Take it to a dog psychiatrist. I've done that, and they told me to put her in a cage in the back. What did that do? Like, it made it look like a Hulk toy. She'd just be shouting from a long way away. Don't shout. It's not a person. It's not Lulu. She can't, like, she's not trying to... Wonder what she's trying to communicate. I don't know. Put the phone near her ear. I'll see if I can seduce her with charm. Right, okay. Stop that! (laughs) (laughs) Pack it in! Why are you doing these things? Stop and listen! Maisie! Good girl, stop that now because it's confusing for everyone in the world except you. You're, you're a good girl and I love you and you must stop this now. Okay, now settle down. Go on a nice peaceful journey. Just look at the surroundings. We're in a crazy world, Maisie. You're upsetting Bryn. You're gonna drive him away. You've got to learn to relax. I too sometimes go on. Yeah, I know. What if I stop and she starts again? Oh, God, she's got... Right. That's oh because God. I'm. A, yes, I've got more terrible power. bore. Yes. <laughs> Don't try and make this line boring, Matt. I'm the new dog Jesus, and you had to spoil it, didn't you? Nice you couldn't let me be happy. God.
I'm over it now. <laughs> this bloke yapping at me in the phone. No, no, no. I have seduced that dog with my brilliance. Perhaps I am a bit like Hitler, but a nice Hitler. A nice, kind, cuddly Hitler. Yeah. So instead of being all racist and that, went, hey, we're all equal. Everything's cool. I, I mean, I have just made a dog be quiet. Yeah. In a way. You've got such skills. Skill! You know what, in profile, sometimes you look like Dog Tanyon. I do look like Dog Tanyon. What, from the cartoon? Yes. I do look like that guy, and I loved him. Okay, well, see that. It seems we've solved your problem. Whenever your dog does that, day or night, just I'll call him. Phone Russell Brown. Yeah. Phone me up and keep recordings of our radio shows. Keep uh, yeah. uh, buy the podcast. Get that thing. To keep to number one. Do you want to come? True, but you'd have to say Maisie every so often. <laughs> I'll, I'll just drop that in. I'll find ways of saying Maisie. There's a cartoon <laughs> mouse called that, and I think about it quite often anyway. So I I'll just like bring it mouse. up. Its whiskers what? are on the top of its nose and the bottom of its nose. Yeah, that's weird, actually. Well, how's that going to help it navigate its way <laughs> yeah, through the hole? Man. Hey man, I'm you're freaking, freaking me out! <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just got back from Nam. You weren't there, man. You weren't there. <laughs> Good old Nam. Right, so Nam was bad. So uh, <laughs> that's the worst bit of compliance I've ever been involved in. Um, yeah, Maisie Mouse shouldn't. Nam was bad. Nam was bad. Falkland's bad. Don't do it again. <laughs> no more Nam. Thank you. Big time. <laughs> um, so yeah, it is bad that Maisie Mouse has whiskers coming out of top and bottom of head. That's that problem solved. Now, Maisie the dog, you just call us whenever you want that dog silenced and we'll do it. Now, let's get off the phone while the dog's Sounds like there's no car involved. It's just a wheelbarrow with some dogs in it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you some sort of bubonic plague dead dog gatherer in reality? Is that what's going on here? Hmm? Is that what's happening? Sheila? I can only hear half what you're saying because I've got a squeaking in down one ear. Okay, well, you seem you've got tinnitus and the dog's done nothing wrong. <laughs> right, let's end this madness now. It was lovely okay, talking to you, Sheila. Sheila, Sheila, no, it was it was never me. It was all of us. After all, <laughs> did not our Lord say something cool, nice, and that? It's a marvellous effort. Not at all. See you later, Sheila. Now I'm going the dog's off again. Ha ha! Confirming my brilliant powers. <laughs> Bye forever, <laughs> Sheila. <laughs> That's the end of that. Well, that went well, didn't it? Brilliant. Actual problem solving. Why don't we listen to old um? Yeah, that's good. That dog was whining, right? That woman probably had a house. Don't do yeah, it. no. Don't do oh, it. Come on, let me. Give me that my woman moment. Probably had a house. <laughs> that woman probably did have a house. The dog was whining. So and I was in it. That's me. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, me. Wine house. Hey, me, wine house. You know I'm no good. Let's listen to her then. Wine house. Radio to Russell Brand. So, yeah, okay, what a good life we're all having. <laughs> so, what have we got to talk about again? Radio things, isn't it? Are you alright, Matt? Yep. What are you doing? Just sitting here, trying to, you know, wonder what you're going to say next. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Never know what'll happen. You alright there, Trev? I'm alright, yeah. Why do you always eat during our radio shows? Well, because, you know, I don't have time to eat before. I'm a very busy person. What I've got doing? a lot of projects on, haven't I? Projects. Don't do that, don't do that. I will, <laughs> I will do it, what? I will do it. <laughs> Trevor's projects include that website he's set up, which sounds you joined in, have you? I don't know how to. I don't understand what it is you're trying to achieve. I'm trying to make the world a friendlier place. None of you have joined up. You remind me of Idi Amin, Trev, who I saw a film about quite recently called Last King of Scotland. Good film! Go and see it. Have you seen it, G? Yeah. It's bloody brilliant, isn't it? The book's much better. You've read the book as well? He's really quite cultured, isn't he, G? He writes poems. That's a shame. He really does. I actually wrote a poem for Trevor's website. You've written. Oh, right. G, the poet laureate of the show, has written a poem for Trev's website. What? Is it going to. Are you going to put it on your website, Trevor? 
I will do. I think it's a lovely thing. Thanks very much. <laughs> Trevor, you're such a twerp. Why am I headphones so it's a hat in a windy day. Yeah, I will do. It was oh, only... hello. Oh, that's nice. You see, you hold them headphones like it's a monkey perched on your head, like an Indiana Jones, that wicked one in a waistcoat. I've Always, still not... I've not forgiven Your him. references are Indiana Jones, Terminator 2, <laughs> and Ray Liotta <laughs> So what? Fancy Ray Liotta. I do a bit. He's ever so butchered, isn't he? Wait, he carries on. And I'm watching Godfather films. Anyway, this last... I've King never seen Scotland. any of the Godfather films. You want to watch them, mate. They're a good study of power, masculinity, and American culture, and uh, capitalism. Well, you're watching them because you're going to America next week. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. a twit. I thought, right, is this what they do, is it? Oh, they carry on, sleeps with the fishes, do they? Right, <laughs> <laughs> off I'll jolly well pop. Pip, pip, hello there, how about a cuddle? <laughs> um, so, no, I'm planning to be more English than ever before when I'm in America. Oh, that's what I did in New York. Did you? Mm. What did you do? Carry on like Alan Bennett or something? No. Oh, hello, ma'am. Oh, hello. No, no, just a bit more English. Oh, hello. Could I have a pint of stout, please? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, this is a green grocer's? I want my money back! <laughs> they don't have green grocers. I don't know what they do. Grocery store. Match. All I know is that war was wrong, terribly wrong, and it's not our fault. I've got a hat. So, yeah. Like in Nam, or is that just a. I think that was in Nam, yes. So, uh, okay then. We're, hold on, I know we're supposed to be doing something important. It's oh, yeah. Call. There's someone on the line. Alright, right? we'll talk to him in a minute. Hey, man, chill out. Oh, no, 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 I'm hurrying you along. You're hurrying me You're along. You're over there floundering like <laughs> Jellyfish. I'm not floundering, I know what I'm doing. If, if would a man who was floundering have time to pull his top down and reveal his chest like this? Of course he wouldn't. Email russell.brand at bbc.co.uk, send us your problem and phone number, because for future pre-recorded shows we need to build a database, okay? Okay. I so send it then. saying things like database. Why? Because I don't understand what it's it means. It's a bit of an outmoded term, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we need to build a database. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like you having a little one of those flick files. <laughs> Philo facts. I need to put it in my Philo facts. It's a file. It's full of facts. I call it my Philo facts. Filet mignon. That's an awful word, isn't it? Philo facts. Philo facts. Hey, I've got a Philo facts. Here's a fact for you. <laughs> hey, here's a fact for you. None of us is getting any younger. <laughs> Why don't you clear off out of here? <laughs> okay, so we've got someone on the line who knows what the hell's wrong with them. We'll, we'll soon will, though. It's a person here calling herself Vicky Churchill. Which oh to me, Vicky, did you just Hello? say, oh my god? I did say, oh my god. Why did you say you're this? You're supposed to be referring to me as Katie Brown. <laughs> Alright, well, from now on, you're Katie Brown. Katie Hello? Brown, Katie Brown, she got a funny way of hiding her true identity. Why are you hiding your true identity for, oh, Katie I don't Brown? Know. <laughs> Why? What have you done? Problem as we uh, speak. Well, Katie Brown is actually the character in Calamity Jane that I am crying for help about. Well, what I would like you boys to help me with. Um, you get so immersed in a character that you become ashamed of your actual Vicky Churchill identity. Vicky Churchill's a nice, noble name, like that other fella. No, you're Victoria right. I Churchill. It's a very nice, noble name, and actually, I am very proud of my name. So, um, Are you related? So, um, Get some insurance, why don't you get something might happen, and if you ain't insured, it'll be a rock load of shit. Alright, you can refer to me as Vicky Churchill. I don't mind the world knowing Vicky that Churchill. I want to be a burlesque Churchill. Vicky Churchill wants to be a tart. Vicky Churchill, Vicky Churchill. Well, Vicky Churchill, if you want to be a burlesque dancer, I'll tell you you need two things and a bra. They're just Round here, <laughs> you'll be fizz if you're doing no time. What do you want to be a burlesque dancer for? I What's going on? The right people to, well, I do have physical attributes I think that are necessary um, oh, for, as such a performer. Go to a record! 
<laughs> okay, Vicky Churchill, okay, you have the attributes, you say. What do you mean by that? Uh, well, the eyebrows. Right, keep going, <laughs> keep going. Um, the lashes. <laughs> Lower, lashes uh, is boring. Voluptuous lips. <laughs> oh, more interested. Might have just swallowed then. <laughs> you little sexist. anyway. <laughs> I was going to swallow anyway. We have a very clear swallowing program here at Morgan Industries. Every seven seconds, there will be a swallow, regardless of what's happening in the world. Now, the fact that I swallowed then while fumbling wildly at my crotch shouldn't be an indication that I'm turning into a dangerous crook. Okay, Churchill, it sounds to me that you're the very kind of person who should be burlesque dancing all over my duvet. Now, let's hear some more of your attributes. Uh, well, I think you might say boobaloo if you were to see me, perhaps. Oh, God! Oh, Christ! <laughs> all right, then. All right, so you want to be a burlesque dancer. You're, if you describe yourself as physically attractive, send us a photo. <laughs> hey, what's the problem? Yeah. This isn't a problem. What's the problem? Why I cried for help in the first place mm -hmm. is I think that you guys could help me suss out a sort of theme and a name as well. All right. I mean, you know, uh, Vicky Churchill, great name, yeah, right. uh, but... Not really for burlesque performer, is it? Oh, it is. You could you could do a Second World War theme to it. Yeah, yeah white glitter Dover. Exactly, Vera Lynn type thing. Yeah, yeah. With a cigar in your mouth. Take a look at these cliffs of Dover. <laughs> yeah, Have a seagull. I'll fight you with my peaches. Yeah. Huh? Yes. Huh? We'll meet again. Oh. Drawing lines out the back of your legs like that with gravy. Spivs. Bat on under your armpit. Chewing gum. <laughs> Crikey. Got yes. any gum, chum? I actually, <laughs> I actually do have a line. Tattooed on my on one of my legs. I like this lady. Do you? A line? Mm. Where she lives? You've had a line tattooed on your leg? Yeah, I mm. have. It's like a seam, but it's actually on the inside rather than the inside of your leg. This. You've had a line tattooed up the inside of your leg? Yeah, a black one. It goes all the way from the top down to my toe. Oh, oh, like, like you've wet yourself. It's a confusing yeah. thing to have done. I'm going to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, your swallowing program has gone out the window. No one knows what you're going to do next. <laughs> You're a sophomore chaos boy. I can show you a photograph. Okay, <laughs> right, steady. This is standing less and less like radio with every passing second. Now, okay, Victoria Churchill, let's think of some gimmicks. Victoria Churchill, the Second World War uh, strip dancer. Why uh, ration the fun? Why ration the fun? Why ration the passion? Why ration the passion? Do you think huh? Victoria Churchill then? It's a brilliant yeah, name. Yeah. Forty sweetheart. English. Forty sweetheart. Yeah, You're the sort of girl they painted on the nose of a bomber. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> the nose of my bombers doing all sorts of crazy tricks. Right, I'm trying to write down all these amazing, um... <laughs> Just listen to the podcast, you don't need to write these things down. Just focus on being seduced by the glamour of it all. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria Churchill, din-in-in-in. Okay, so, um, yeah, okay, so that's good so far. The don't ration the passion, right, wear all them sort of, yeah, all that sort of 40s type gear. Get a photograph of you with them people that reenact second Second World War, you're in front of them, looking all sort of virulent up with like corset, with a cigarette, corset. And nice corset and a garter oh, belt with cigarettes definitely. in them. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's where it all Matthew, kind of started. Not now, dear. <laughs> is watching Calamity Jane and wanting to be Adelaide Adams. Okay. You know, when she comes on and and, and I mean, even when I was we don't watch Calamity Jane. We're men. What are you talking oh, about? I've watched that for over a week. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it since my Italia Conti audition. <laughs> okay, what, so. Have you seen what is that where it goes, whip, crack away, whip, crack away, whip, crack away? Yes, that's one. Yeah. Well, then I know all about it. Disappoint me more. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, don't worry, it's all going to pay off in the end. So, Victoria Churchill, we've given you all sorts of bloody gimmicks and you still ain't gone help. Uh, thank 
you've helped. Well, you think no, that my you name ain't is... gone out. Got to say help. Oh, hey, up. <laughs> no, that was all right. No, no, not the bit right. of You two have turned it right. A couple of it. perverts. Get a grip of yourself. Where are you going to make your first performance? <laughs> Matthew, <though>? stop swallowing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not holding up my hand up to say, where does she live? I've got, I've got a club that's opening. I reckon you could pr maybe do the inaugural, you know. And when Trevor says club, <laughs> he means pajamas. <laughs> is that a sort of privately owned club? No, it, no, it's not. It's, it's just a show that I'll be opening up soon. Okay. Right, okay, you Great. get off the air now because you've made us all go into perverts and it's bad okay. radio. Well, well, it's been um, nice talking to you, Victoria thank Churchill. Thank leave your number, uh, leave your number at the desk. Thank you, Trevor. Pictures. Right. Nice talking to you. Send the pictures, leave your number, we'll take care of this in our own time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so uh, how long before this radio program's over? Now, the radio program's over now. Okay, so that's Victoria Churchill. We have helped so many people, be they dog owners, perverts, whatever they are, ra like amateur ham radio type people, they've all been helped. It's a broad church here, and wherever you are in the world, Britain, anywhere, wherever you are, we'll help you so as we will. Now, let's wind up this show with our poet laureate, genius, why, it's Mr. G, of course, let's welcome him with atmosphere. Calling all cars, calling all cars, be on the lookout for three radio stars. On a mission to listen to this nation's woes, providing a pathway of communication but not no stepping stones. <laughs> Dolphins smiling in the dark, a cry for help. A wild drive in a car, a little dog's yelp. Trevor's peanut butter and jam was hard to understand, but Kieran's a happy man lost in muff across the land. <laughs> in an ice cream Phil. van, Matt's advice never fails to astonish, while Russell's lost in a hidden forest of an ex-grey shaven goddess. To be honest, any results achieved should be seen as a blessing. Calling all cars, the dog Jesus is wanting for more questioning. Yes, there he is. These poems keep improving. We raise the ceiling every week. How can we get any higher? Oh, you may ask, or you may not. We don't know what you're saying. We can't hear you, but you can hear us, and that's the important thing, isn't it? Now, thank you, Matt. Have you enjoyed the show? Yes. Cocky Locky, did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it enormously. We're creating art. Now, why don't we go to a little show? Hopefully, not too fraught with tragedy. Why don't you try and get the word? Burlesque perverts into <laughs> the news. It's Andrew Simmons or one of them other lovely newscasters with a lovely little show we called The News. 88 to 91 FM, this is Radio 2 from the BBC. <laughs>